What's up? It's Delaney, and I'd love to invite you to become an honorary co-host of the Self-Helpless Podcast. Do you want to pick episode topics and guests? Done. Want to surprise your loved ones with shout-outs on the show for a birthday, project launch, a much-needed divorce? Whatever you're up to, would love to be a part of the celebration. Get your favorite and least favorite quotes featured on the podcast, submit questions for our special guests, and find lots more new features and surprises at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. You'll also get added to our patron insider email list to easily redeem rewards via a quick email reply because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless Podcast. Thank you so much. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. And if you haven't gotten on our Patreon yet, we have almost 400 patrons right now. We we're added, so close. We're so close. We added more last month. When we reach 500, we're going to do a live stream Q&A exclusively for our patrons, where it will be your turn to lead the discussion, okay? Also, we're making some changes to our Patreon. First off, starting this month, one-on-one rewards will be open to both $25 and $40 patrons. And we are starting a new segment on our Patreon, deep shit where we will go into some deep shit confessionals exclusively for our patreon members because our family doesn't pay for it (laughs) we are also in the early stages of planning our 2020 tour in 2020 we want to visit the top five u.s cities with the most helpsters so build your local helpster community and we will come to you yeah baby so excited What's up, everyone? Welcome to Self Helpless. I'm Delaney Fisher. I'm Taylor Tomlinson. And I'm Kelsey Cook. And oh my gosh, we are so (laughs) excited about today's episode. We have a very special guest, one of our very own listeners, who is so sweet and active in the Facebook group. um, And we're just so excited uh, to have her here today. Please welcome Shay to the show, everyone. I'm very honored to be here. Yay! Um, And then, uh, you know, Shay's going to be sharing about the transgender experience. And so thank you for being here uh, to educate us and our listeners on this topic. Um, If there's any point where we misspeak or we don't use a proper pronoun or something, please correct us because we really want to know and and learn everything there is uh, to possibly know about the topic. Yeah, we dumb. Yeah, we real dumb. (laughs) Help Um, us. (laughs) So, Shay, thank you for being here um do you want to kick off the show with your favorite or least favorite quote you know how we do (laughs) (laughs) i will um i i couldn't find the author but uh it seems fitting and the quote was it's always the people with no magic that try to tell you what to do with yours 
Oh, yes. Oh, I love that. That was so good. So good. So (laughs) true. That's like where that's kind of like a throwback to the artist's way, kind of Mm -hmm. shadow artists or crazy makers, actually. Yes, crazy crazy makers makers. and shadow artists. But yeah, the people who uh, are living in that like that jealous shadow. Mm. Or as Brene Brown would say, like the people who are not in the arena are the ones criticizing the ones Mm. who are. Oh, yeah. Mm. Like unless you're in the arena, I don't want to hear shit. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. If you're not making. Yeah. If you're not making shit, I don't want to hear you talking about my shit. Exactly. Um, very good. You're already crushing this interview, Shay. My goodness. Um, <laughs> so if you want to just start off with a little bit about yourself or your background, and what age were you when you knew that you were a woman, if that's how you phrase it properly? I would say I was probably like eight or ten years old. Okay. But... Oh, wow. um, that would have been in the mid 80s so at times were so different you know you didn't have the the internet to do any kind of research it was probably um only in the last 10 years or so that i actually understood the label that what name i would put on it wow wow and that was the yeah it i just you know i always knew something was different but uh, I didn't, and I knew how I was comfortable, mm-hmm. but I, I didn't really understand how to express it. And I'm from a very small town, and there was, um, I, I don't know that even if it was in the time, like now, that I would have been able to have the courage to come forward. So it's uh the the wonders of the internet can <laughs> yeah. not be under or overstated for yeah. the trans community yeah do you live in a a larger city now no you still i'm live actually in the same place? uh I, i'm well i moved away from that town and in a smaller town <laughs> really <laughs> yeah oh, that's interesting yeah. So when you said that you um, you didn't exactly know what the label was, label was, but you knew how you were comfortable, how were you comfortable and how were you expressing this part of yourself before you came out? With clothing, mm-hmm. and that started right away. Uh, and it was um, it's kind of a, a pretty common theme amongst trans people or trans women to, you know... Um, Evans, what you can from who you can and uh i think it would be a safe wager to say that most trans women at some point had a duffel bag or something somewhere where they stashed what they could mm. and uh placed an incredible value on those things yeah. just trying to find an opportunity to express yourself how you felt comfortable hmm and uh, when and how did you come out to your friends and family? I had a little, like, tumor scare a few years ago, about four years ago. It ended up being something that was benign, but I had to wait for about uh, a year between MRIs to actually know that it was benign. Oh, my God. So for a year, oh, sorry. I didn't know. Oh, <laughs> it was a rough oh. But in that year, I really took stock of what mattered and who I was living for and what value I placed on my own happiness. And I just, it was like I quit fighting 
Mm. So I accepted it myself, but then coming out to my wife was my greatest fear ever. We had at the time, uh, my daughter was three, and uh, I just, uh, again, online, I got online and I started trying to, I created a profile and started just trying to reach out to other people and ask questions and read articles and get involved in Facebook groups. And little by little, I was uh, gaining the information and the courage to sort of have this conversation that I, I couldn't even imagine having. Wow. And I think fate stepped in because I had a notification pop up on my phone and my wife saw the notification and it was the account that I had set up as my trans self. I'm not sure that I would have, I mean, eventually I I know that I would have came to a point where I discussed it with her, but it sort of forced the conversation. Yeah. I, I was certain up until that moment that she would leave and, and I wouldn't see my daughter and she just blew me away with, I mean, it was a a stressful couple of hours. And then she said, you know, I love you and I'm committed to you and we'll figure it out and, you know, we'll find a way. And it just, just absolutely, that's the most powerful thing is her being behind me without question. Wow. Oh my God. I'm like crying. Cry. <laughs> oh, that is so <laughs> sweet. Wow. Because, I mean, you know, you, you read about or hear about so many stories that go completely opposite. Right. So that's, oh yes, gosh, I'm so yes. happy for you that it went that way. Yes. I'm um, very lucky. Wow. Was your, was your wife completely surprised or did she, had she noticed some tendencies there or what, like, what was, what kind of things was she saying? Like, you know, it took her a, a couple of days to sort of process the information. And then afterwards, of all the things I, I would say, she wasn't mad at me. She was almost mad at herself because she kept telling me that she said, I should have known. I should have picked up. Mm-hmm. And then as I discussed with her, um, like, situations where maybe I had some me time and, and she got off work and I, my eyes were absolutely terribly red from trying to scrub off mascara where I'd accidentally bought waterproof (laughs) (laughs) goddamn waterproof mascara it is seriously the bane of my existence (laughs) she uh, she just you know I should have picked up on those things but it it wasn't that it was so out of left field that it was you know foreign to her but it it was she didn't expect it certainly Mm. wow and can I ask what your what your relationship with her looks like now? I mean, where did you guys kind of go from there romantically? Well, we had a discussion about what the future would hold, and she agreed that it was best, you know, for me to get a therapist and try to handle it the best way possible. And we also decided that we wanted to have another child. Wow. So, uh, Agreed that I wanted, you know, that I would put everything, we would stop and take whatever, you know, have another child. And that way, if and when I started a medical transition, it wouldn't be an issue. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was, that was huge. 
so I started therapy and uh, went to therapy for about a year. And I was cleared to go ahead and start medical transition, but I chose to wait. And we had uh, a little bit of trouble getting pregnant, and then uh, it ended up taking almost two years. But my son just turned a year old Aww. last month. Congrats. Congratulations. He's super cute. Uh-huh. <laughs> Wow. So now it's like I just uh, I just started back to therapy, and it's we're at the point where it's you know where do we go from here? What does the future look like? But it's funny because when I first accepted it myself, my opinion or my view on what transition looked like for me was is very different from what it is today. And it, mm. it's like you never really stop evolving. Mm. And I, in the beginning, I was I really wanted to just redline it. I wanted all the bells and whistles, everything. I was researching having vocal cords shortened and <laughs> everything wow. you can imagine that's available. Yeah. And now, I, you know, my involvement as I get, became more involved with my like local. LGBT community and became more involved with people online and developed real friendships with people. I learned that transition doesn't have to be a full medical thing. You know, it's Mm. the trans transgender thing is just, it's so up in the air right now. It's like we're being attacked from all sides, but at the same time, we've never seen more support Mm -hmm. because of the attack. So many people are standing up and and voicing their support. And so it it makes for um, a unique time and for all transgender people. Mm. Wow. Man. Um, So so I don't... So basically, now if you had to put a label on the, like your sexuality, are you considered a lesbian in in the community, or how like how does that work, or like if somebody addressed you that way, is that accurate or not? Technically, yes, I, I guess that would be the um, the designation. I, I'm, you know, I'm I'm not a spring chicken, as they would say, so <laughs> I, I don't. I, I don't know how I would. Yeah, I'm a little country. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> Keep it coming. The, I don't know what my approach would be if I was 20 years old and mm. where I am now mentally, but um, I, I am so happy that I have such an amazing partner, and I, I don't. I consider not just how the the label and designation of lesbian, to me, yes, but I don't Mm. know necessarily how that would affect her if she Mm. feels Mm. like she can identify as a lesbian. So I I really just, I just kind of leave it out in the universe. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. it's just whatever, you know. Yeah, Yeah. just like this Uh, is my person. Yeah, right, right. Do you guys have oh. questions? I know I've been I, asking a yeah, lot. Yeah, I've... Uh, <laughs> so, so you said that was only a few years ago that you spoke to your wife about all this? 
Yes, it's been about four years. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it was that recently. Yeah. So then have you had that conversation with, like, your extended family as well? Like, you're mostly just your parents, I guess? Or if you have any siblings or anything like that? Or has it been just in your immediate mm-hmm. family? I, I, came, I came out to my brother first. And mm-hmm. I, I knew that he was the most likely to be understanding. Mm-hmm. And he was, of course more so than I expect. You know, he was he was wonderful. My parents, it's it's sort of um I present uh definitely more of a feminine side than I would necessarily a masculine side. But they don't say anything. They don't it's um it's not that they try to determine what's going on with me, but I don't. I don't know. It's a conversation. I'm. I'm more prone to have it with my mother and less so with my father. Mm. Although, a big part of me believes that, at the end of the day, they would both still probably be okay. We've been through a lot. That's. Uh, most trans people have some dark times in their life, and I went through years of addiction and. Uh, been clean for 13 years now so my family went through that with me so you know we've we've had our share of struggles so I'm, i'm not sure that it would affect them it's probably bigger in my head than it is in actuality mm. mm-hmm. what what is a big uh, like misconception about the trans community now that you've kind of immersed yourself and you're experiencing all this like what would you like the general public to know so many you know there's there's especially in when you get into you know the city that where people are more apt to actually interact in some way even if it's just seeing a transgender person on a semi-regular basis it's it's not as much or at least from my perspective as much of an or of a of a big deal as it is out in the country mm-hmm. where I, at my current uh, job, I can't, I can't imagine coming out there. There's just, uh, it would, I just do not see any way it's possible. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I've been trying to sort of work my way into a position to be self-employed or relocate somewhere where it's a little more acceptable to be out and trans. Although there are absolutely trans people in this community, um, there's a, a small college the next town over that actually has nine trans students wow. in, in an enrollment now. And it, it's mind-boggling to me that that's because it's such a small college. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Yeah. But um, 
I think that, you know, with my wife, I think that her mental image of what a trans person was or trans woman was, would be to like an association with what you see on television. Like, you know, like Rocky Horror Picture Show or something, (laughs) that it was some kind of fetish, something that's just, you know, glam and over the top. And that's just not the case at all. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it's really just if people could take 10 minutes and genuinely empathize with what any trans person goes through just trying to be their self in society that that would give them, you know, uh, an idea of, because anything that you think we think, you know, a thousand fold, it's so much of a big deal in our mind that it just consumes you Mm -hmm. and you, you know, you just want, the, the line I told my wife was that um, it would be nice to just not be noticed. Mm. To go out and not have everybody turn their heads and look at you and, and you know, acknowledge that you stick out. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So do you kind of feel like you have to live two lives because you're saying that you go to work and you kind of have to like hide that part of yourself and then when you're home or maybe in other places do you feel like you can wear makeup or you know dress the way you really feel like represents you is I mean I'm sure that has to feel exhausting to kind of go back and forth girl you have no idea mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah you get imagine having to buy uh have to afford two wardrobes and makeup <laughs> yeah. oh yeah and makeup. oh man it- it's, uh, you know, it is. It's very difficult, and that's exactly how I live. My uh, the work and my coworkers, uh, that is one life, and then at home and what I do as a family with my wife and children is a separate life. And at mm-hmm. home, I am completely comfortable. It was important for me that my daughter, who's now seven, it was. To her, it's just normal that, you mm. know, I, I paint her toes when I paint my toes. I braid her hair and I play, you know, makeup and put makeup on her. It's just, it's normal to her that that's the way that. things are. Yeah. And it, it, I do too. It's, it's, it was serendipity for me to have a daughter first. Yeah. Really yeah. 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 Oh, that's uh, that brings up another question. So, was she about three years old then when you um, told your wife and everything? And does yeah. she, does she remember like kind of before and after? And like, how did that conversation go? I didn't even think to ask about um, talking to your children about. No, it. I, I've never like um, I've never had a, a specific discussion with her, and I feel I know that it's coming at some point. But that you know, I just. I've always been very conscious of the of the fact that I wanted it to be normal to her. I wanted her to be. Um, I, I've tried to take her to some pride events that there's very family friendly pride events, so that she had the opportunity to be immersed in the community. That's and awesome. 
I'm part of a local diversity center, and we like um, we went and made Christmas ornaments there Aww. this past year, and you know, just I try to sort of uh, make sure that she sees the world, not just being in a small town. It's it's um, it's really it would be easy for her to be sheltered from the ways of the world and reality. So I I work really hard to try to expose her to that. And I just wanted her to always just see me as me. And, and that way when the time comes that it won't be such a huge change for her. Mm, Yeah. And luckily my son's just one. So, you know, he's at, uh, I'm not sure where I'll be four or five years from now for him to, but my intentions are the same with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Um, so as far as, you know, uh, the medical transitioning process and all of that, where do, where do transgender people usually start with that? Is it hormone first and then it goes somewhere else or is there, is it kind of whatever you can do? Um, how does that all work? Well, Usually a a big hurdle is the financial aspect of it because it can be very expensive. Mm -hmm. But you start with a therapist. A therapist has to get to a point with you where they will sign a letter. You get a a clinical diagnosis. They will write a letter so that you can go to an endocrinologist and be prescribed an estrogen as well as a testosterone blocker. And that sort of like the combination and strengths vary. Some people don't take testosterone blockers. Some do. That's the beginning. And they, the, the rule of thumb is that you shouldn't do anything surgical for at least a year to give the estrogen and the testosterone blockers an opportunity to work their magic. It's like a 20% reduction in muscle mass, an adjustment of fat storage on your body, thicker hips and boobs. Oh, mm-hmm. boobs. Yay, boobs. Nice. <laughs> yes, boobs. Why, why Glor- is it that some... Glorious boobs. Glorious <laughs> boobs. <laughs> why is it that some people don't take testosterone blockers? Is it just case by case, not everybody needs to? Or is that like a choice for some people? Well, what, some people may not necessarily need them, and it, uh-huh. it really it, it can depend on your um, what level of transition you want to achieve. Mm-hmm. It, it has some physical effects on you, and like in my case, I had really low testosterone. That's what led me to find out about the whole pituitary tumor in the first place oh. was that I had extremely low testosterone. At that time, I probably wouldn't have needed testosterone blockers, so the doctor wouldn't have given them to me. Mm. But, you know, somebody that's very athletic and, and uh, is, you know, works out and stuff a lot, you produce testosterone when you are active. So the more activity, the more you would probably need to block. A lot of a steps that um, a lot of people go is to have uh, an orchiotomy, which is where they remove the testicles, which produce the testosterone. So you um, eliminate the need for the testosterone blockers because, to my understanding, they seem to have the largest amount of side effects. 
mm-hmm. that are negative, like heart problems and such. Oh, I did not know any of that. Yeah, what what are some of the side effects from, you know, more rare that they warn you about to, like, more common? It's kind of tough. It's It's like watching one of these commercials on TV where when they read the list off to you, they're going to say that it's going to be, you know, insane acne and explosive mm. diarrhea and runny nose and bloodshot eyes. Right. <laughs> they kind of warn you that it's everything. Mm. But the, the major concerns are that you have a higher likelihood of stroke and heart issues and that you are more prone to blood clots and the worst is uh, a serious decrease in your sex drive. Mm. Wow. Um, so as far as, you know, before you came out to your immediate family and after, what has that done for your happiness level? I mean, you talked about kind of like having the things that you love in a bag and kind of having to be secretive about it. And now you're out in the open around your wife and everything. What does that feel like? It's amazing. Yeah. It, it's, mm-hmm. you know, I, I mentioned evolving and that that couldn't happen until... I had that conversation with her. Uh, I couldn't conceptualize any possibility of being able to find happiness. And, you know, it's, it's, it's like wearing a yoke around your neck that you're always carrying the secret. And it's not that you want to keep it from them, mm. but you're just so in fear of how they would respond and, you know, every little clue that you you get from the things they say or when you're watching TV and they make a comment on, you know, mm. every little thing you magnify in your mind of, of and create barriers. But once I had the conversation and it was no longer the fear of, um, you know, is she going to come home while... I'm dressed and wearing makeup, you know, am I going do I have to hurry up and get this off before she gets home mm. to just be able to relax and be myself. I didn't need so m- much focus on the details anymore. It allowed me to just relax and be me. And that absolutely caused um our relationship to be even better because I I didn't feel like I was lying anymore or, you know, keeping secrets. Uh, and it gave me a feeling that, I mean, I think our, our relationship was wonderful before, but it took it to a, 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 a higher place once that level of honesty and vulnerability was out there because that's, you know, that's my ultimate vulnerability. And for her to have that, to you know, it it, it really made a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Wow. You were talking about, um, you know, before you, you told people just people making comments and kind of like overanalyzing that or, or I guess gleaning how they felt about you know, maybe the trans community or something. Can you speak more to, like, maybe mistakes people make um, in in regards to, like, the terminology people use, Mm. um, ways that they refer to the trans community or or individuals that are, you know, 
offensive or problematic that maybe people don't even realize um yeah like anything know? that's derogatory yeah. that might be like accidentally derogatory or offensive or some obviously people are just hurtful on purpose but right. what are the things that like everybody should stop saying about the trans community that's what i would love yeah. to know. <laughs> No pressure. No pressure. Yeah. <laughs> as Lisa, as far as you know, yeah. <laughs> or you've experienced. <laughs> we're, we're all sort of just stumbling around in the dark trying to figure out. Some seem to know more than others, or at least say they know more than others. The trans community is a catty bunch because there are definitely, definitely girls that will, will pop their bubble gum and tell you in an instant that you're doing something wrong. And then there's others that just, you know, everything's soft edges. It's okay. And yeah, yeah. they'll maybe gently correct you. But the anytime anybody says transgendered, that is, is one that is definitely, I, I don't get offended at much. Mm. And even I don't like that. It's, it sounds horrible mm-hmm. <laughs> for to us anyway, to be transgendered. You know, pronouns matter to every transgender person, mm-hmm. but it matters in varying degrees. I myself, where I'm in a position that I have to live two lives, I, I wouldn't be offended if somebody, you know, gendered me with the wrong pronouns mm-hmm. now once once i am living completely out full-time it will be something that i would but I, I think really your intent in your comment is what matters if if you're intentionally being derogatory then right. that is absolutely terrible you know mm-hmm. but people make mistakes and especially it's you know if somebody that you've known for 30 years comes and tells you one day that they're trans it's it's you know it's not something that, by reflex sometimes you're going to make mistakes even if you have the best of intentions mm-hmm. so you know as long as as your intent is is good no i don't think that very many trans people would ever have a problem you know it's just it's just trying to remember the small things because uh, we are very much hyper aware of how people perceive us, mm-hmm. and it it can be um, it can be hurtful sometimes, even when it's not intended to. So you know, it's it's I don't expect everybody to walk on eggshells around me, and I'm a huge fan of comedy, and I try to absolutely find the humor and everything so you know in most situations i i can laugh things off mm-hmm. but you know if as long as your intent is, is genuine and you're not um purposely being derogatory uh, i i don't think anybody would have any issues yeah, yeah. it's just a tough time you know the whole trans community it, it, as it's becoming more public and more a topic that is discussed by more and more people we're trying to figure out the parameters you know it's there's nothing set there's no set handbook or rule for what it's supposed to be and and how it's going to be uh, just just like trans athletes mm-hmm. you know it's mm-hmm. such a yeah. such a 
a gray area and everybody's very opinionated on one side or the other and you know uh, it's tough subjects I, I don't i don't know what the answers are i don't i'm not really sure anybody does yeah but i think like with with time you know the advances in medicine the abilities of the internet to bring it to people and as people become more and more educated on it it becomes something that some of the issues will resolve themselves mm-hmm. yeah wow. yeah that does feel like the main problem doesn't mm-hmm. it just that the lack of education yeah, yeah. on on topics yeah. like this and just the lack of exposure totally yeah yeah i think there was a statistic um that i read that maybe only 18 percent of americans know someone who mm-hmm. is trans and therefore right. i mean because yeah. like when i when i am friends with somebody i ask all the questions i get right, to yeah. know every part of them and so right. i personally don't think i have uh, a trans friend that mm-hmm. i can ask and yeah. so this is why like this interview is so valuable because mm-hmm. i haven't been able to properly educate myself because i would just go straight to the source and and talk yeah. to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I do have somebody in my life that's going through that, they haven't told me about it or they haven't been open about it. Right. Um, well, and the pronoun conversation is is interesting to me because it's it's that's like beyond even the trans community now. It's right. a lot of people are preferring like they. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, Shay, do you personally? You said like pronouns matter to people. Do you feel like mm-hmm. it's a personal thing that you just need to ask everyone as individuals what they prefer do you feel like it would be better if everybody you know tried to say they and and instead of he and him and she and her or do you feel like you know for some people especially someone who has been through so much and and has has come out as trans that they may really want that you know her or him because they waited so long for it that's a good point point, yeah. yeah A lot of what I see out there um, with, you know, uh, cisgendered people discussing the trans pronoun issues, they they tend to paint with a very wide brush. It's I, I feel like that, you know, there are minority groups of the trans community that it, it is something that they are very focused on and and it's sometimes it's difficult to really ascertain what you should lead with Mm. and i think in the situations where you know presentation really i think would be the rule of thumb that if you were to come up to someone and you know it's it's the first introduction or what that you know if they appear in a feminine manner that I would, I would think that it would be okay to use, you know, she and her uh, and same, you know, if they present in a male, but there's so many times that it's, it's kind of androgynous and Mm -hmm. you don't really have a clear path. But I I would think that in those times of doubt to just ask. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. 
Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. You know, and like I said, I really think that intent, that, you know, if, if you're genuine and you make a mistake, and but you were attempting to find out the proper way, that in most cases, that you know they're they're going to be understanding and mm-hmm. okay with it you know yeah if you don't have hate in your heart you right know, it's like people can pick right that. right yeah yeah um have there been any representations of um trans people in the media or television or anything that have been harmful or hurtful that that you know of that the trans community is so, like, that's basically not realistic. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of shows coming up now. Or any that you're like, that was great. Question. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or, yeah, anything that you, like, hey, if you watch this show, this is a pretty realistic interpretation or mm-hmm. pretty accurate. Or Yeah. Well, I'm, of course, a big fan of um, jazz. Uh, I've watched that show, and I think that it's a very good educational tool anyone because you get the perspective of not only what it is to be uh, a trans woman and especially in those youthful years where there's um, you know we all went through teenage years and know how rough those are for anybody mm-hmm. and, and for a trans woman I, I, I can't imagine going through uh, you know Jazz is very supported, and the family, seeing the aspects of how a mother's perspective is and a father's perspective, it's really a great show for anybody to just sort of get a an idea of what the dynamic is like. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Laverne Cox and Janet Mock and huge fans. Uh, I, it's, there's a very many representations of trans people out there that are helping educate the world as a whole that I'm very proud that they are the representation that the world is seeing. Mm -hmm. As far as bad ones, I I don't, you know, you hear, um, you hear stories that people like talking about, you know, the trans bathroom issues and stuff and, and people say things that I don't my biggest thing is, is most of the stuff that you hear there there is no evidence that backs up these 
crazy scenarios that get discussed. There's so many hypotheticals discussed that mm. just aren't reality. Mm. And and 99.9% of everyday life will never be reality. So it's, it's kind of like it's um, the responsibility of any person that plans to interact in any way with the trans community, whether it be a coworker or a friend or a family member or whatever, to do a little bit of due diligence just so that you're sensitive to what they are going through. You would do, you would feel the same way if, um, you know, that you got a new coworker that maybe had English as a second language mm-hmm. and came from a different culture you wouldn't want to offend their cultural beliefs and, you know, uh, think any less of them because they are, you know, more linguistic in another language. You know, you, you yeah. try to accommodate any human being. And and I think that um, that's, that's sort of what the shift in the trans community right now, it's almost like it's, it's coming to a boiling point, uh, especially with, uh, our government at the moment right. being so so uh, against the trans community, I really think that it's it's sort of forcing a conversation in society that maybe otherwise wouldn't have happened. So maybe fingers crossed. At the end of the day, it's a good thing for us that something good comes out of these four years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, is there anything that you would like people to know who might be struggling to come out? Um, you know, any words of wisdom? I know you mentioned that your family was fairly supportive, but maybe the ones that are going to come out and the family isn't supportive, are there resources they can look up and anything that you want to share? That You know, when I first started, uh, my first move was to create an online profile. Hmm. And... I I can't stress for anybody out there that is looking for answers or support how important that is. Uh, There's some really great groups on Facebook that you will find people that are more than happy to share information and and just listen and and let you you know tell your part and and say encouraging things when you need them. And that's a role that I've tried my best to take on myself so that when I come across people that are new, that I can, you know, maybe provide something that somebody provided me a few years ago. Uh, It's just, uh, you know, there's more and more books being written by trans people every day that have information there's more and more um, advances in medicine and surgeries that make it much more available to people. And it's the mental health. You know, the there's so much suicide in the trans community mm-hmm. and murder. And, and it's, you know, the murder, I, I, can't, I can't change that. But the suicide... Is something that can be prevented if people will just reach out. There are people out there that will listen and will have encouragement for you. So just get online, 
and reach out. Go on dating websites. There's Bumble and OkCupid. And put on your profile that you're you're just looking for friends and that you're trans and you will meet people that are it's a safe way to find people locally that mm. will accept you. Mm. Yeah. And then maybe you can get out and just face to face with some people and, and just one friend can make all the difference in the world. And so they're nice. out there if you can just find them. Yeah, mm-hmm. such good advice. Um, and Shay, you're in our Facebook group. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I would just encourage our other listeners to to join the Self Helpless Facebook group. And, and you know, Shay's on there. And It's a wonderful, so yeah. supportive. And that, that's absolutely, uh, um, that's, you know, one of many great, great groups on Facebook. Really is. It's something that is always at the end of a hard day and you go in whether it be that maybe somebody's having a little bit worse day than you and it puts you in check for realizing that sometimes you got some small world problems instead of big world problems. Yeah. Or just so that somebody says, hey, you know, tomorrow will be better, chin up. Uh, It it really does help. Yeah. So you'd be comfortable. The podcast is phenomenal. Oh, Oh, thank you. I've I've listened to The Focus episode three times oh. and I'm not done with it yet. Oh, so sweet. Thank you. Oh, thank you for listening. Best. We yeah. wouldn't have this show if we weren't for, you know, you amazing listeners. So thank yeah. you. Yeah. You guys And thank you so much for being willing to come on as a guest. Like, yeah. It's, I, my, I, I'm so honored and my goal is to have one of my pictures dickified by Dwayne. <laughs> and I'm, I'm hoping that maybe... At the bottom of the cup, I could get a pair of scissors painted on the mug. Oh, you got it, baby. No problem. That's amazing. Oh I have my order in for Christmas. Oh, my God. I love that so much. Um, so amazing. So, Shay, if, it, if you're comfortable with it, if there's anybody who has questions about this to, to reach out to you in the Facebook group, would that be okay? As a resource? Absolutely. Amazing. Absolutely. Amazing. And, and you... you you ladies ask anytime any questions i'm always here oh thank you this was this was so, so great awesome you yeah. are fantastic you really are um any anything else any final questions or any any last words um for you shay and then we'll uh, we'll be wrapping it up just spread love and thank you for having me yeah oh, thank, thank you, you. Shay. we love you so much and uh we will be in touch have a good rest of your day Thank you. <laughs> bye, bye. Bye. Oh, that was so cool. That's amazing. She's wow. fantastic. Oh, yes. That was that was amazing. All right, everybody. We're going to wrap up the show with some segments. Yeah. Let's get into it. And again, let us know on the Facebook group if you like this format a little more. Yeah. We're trying something new. We're going to put our uh, our more personal updates at the end of episodes after the meet. Yes, That's right. Let us know if you yeah. like that. That's right, um, maybe. So I yeah. have a self-care list. Uh, this weekend, I was in Indianapolis, which I met some very nice helpsters. Thank you guys so much for coming out. There were some people who even waited until like Aww. after it, because I wasn't going out after shows, because right. I just was like overwhelmed. Um, and also, like 
just people touch you too much. Like it's you, a lot of touching. It's a lot of touching. It's I don't know. Zoo. How do you do that? Like, it's just too many people. I like it. You do like it? I, like it. <laughs> I mean, not, I don't. It's not like I really enjoy being touched by strangers necessarily, but I you do like, the like affirmation. I like the affirmation. Yeah. Yes. It's as close as we get to like a gold star on your report card these days. You know, That's it's true. just getting that verbal like, hey, you were great. It's nice. Yeah. And just to be clear, if you're a helpster, I will hug you. Oh, yeah. Really hard. <laughs> we'll, we hug helpsters for I sure. I mean, like drunk moms who want to like fix my shirt and touch my face. <laughs> Stroke your hair. And like, yeah. And like just creepy dads who want to touch the small of my back with their damp hands. Like Oof. just there's some people who just don't they think oh we're taking a picture i can touch you and you can't um so that's why sometimes i don't got but if you're a helpster and you're like hey is taylor gonna come out someone will come get me um so i i did a thing where i went to a club that um just not a great club i'll be like it's just it just wasn't uh the best like the hotel situation was not the best and uh, I was a little uh, uncomfortable over the weekend, and and I just I wanted to get out of there as quickly as possible, um, which is not a reflection on anybody who came to see me. Thank you so much for coming. Uh, I'm sure I'll come back to the city, but maybe not that club. But I I just wanted to get out, so I left at like six in the morning on Sunday, which is three a.m. our time, which right. is a red eye. And every night because I didn't want to be awake during the day i just would like go to bed at 5 a.m and go to and wake up at 3 p.m and then go do my shows and then like uh, come back and uh, facetime girl. kyle it wasn't good it was like it was like cruise ship uh protocol for me uh mm-hmm. where i would just stay up all night and then go to sleep and and try to like sleep the day it's it wasn't good and i i thought like oh i don't take red eyes that much i'll just sleep on the flights and i didn't i slept maybe 30 minutes and then couldn't sleep when I got home because I was just like, I, I don't know. The sleep deprivation is so real. Yeah. Um, your circadian rhythms, like I'm just understanding yeah. more and more how fucked those get when you go through time zones. It's just, it's a nightmare. Yeah. So that was my self-careless. I have been really good about it for a while now about yeah. not taking red eyes. I can't remember the last time I took a red eye. And this was not good. And I'm still messed up from it a few days later mm, yeah you're gonna get yelled at Ooh, in the facebook group you really sure. will i know you really Sorry. will the pattern continues <laughs> <laughs> we can only do so much it was a relapse yeah, yeah. um i have a i have a fuck um dude okay so i was walking maverick with cam the other day and he basically maverick not cam went from <laughs> maverick went from like zero to 60 with his speed like I've never seen him run so fast. It jiggled the freaking leash out of my hand. <gasps> so he was on the loose in our neighborhood, oh, which no. is obviously like he's running on the sidewalk, but there's cars. street and cars everywhere. So I start freaking out. I've never seen Cam run so fucking fast oh. in his life. You know what they call like dad strength or yeah. something? Or like that shit kicked in. First of all, Cam barely like walks around the neighborhood. So to see him like kick off his shoes and freaking run after Maverick. I mean, he he was going so fast. Cam was not going to catch him. So thank God uh-huh. that when we ran around the corner, um, there was a couple of people walking their dogs. And they were able to bend down and grab the leash as like Maverick ran by. Oh. And they oh and they caught him god. for us. And I, oh my god, I was just like in a state of shock. Uh, I like, I, I felt like such a bad mom. Oh. Uh, like, I, I, I now I freaking grip that thing like nobody's business. But I just, he's so small. You don't think he could freaking yeah. be that powerful? 
people. Yeah. Um, and I, it just freaked me out because I'm like, oh my God, if this, shit like this can happen with my dog, could you imagine if I had like a human baby Ooh. and like the freaking stroller was like, you know, uh, ro- like yeah. rolling into the street or something? I mean, oh God, just um, parents everywhere. I'm so sorry with what you put up with Aww. and what you have to deal with. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to like not beat myself up for that, but that was really freaking scary. Yeah. Um, so that was my defuck moment. Don't, um, yeah, don't beat yourself up. Maverick God, needs so to realize how how good he has it oh my that's God, what i dude. think that's ungrateful he, yeah I, I, he was so fat i mean <laughs> i i wouldn't have been able to catch him i would have oh just had God. to like we would have just had to like pray and hope for the best oh. that he would stop eventually so uh thank you to those those nice bystanders who didn't judge me Jesus. um yeah so that was awful um and then we um <laughs> maybe this was a guilt present but we got him his own little like backyard set up in on our balcony that was after that yeah. <laughs> oh god <laughs> don't run you have everything here yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he now has like his private little patch of grass it's this like really cool product where you basically like he can go to the bathroom on his like own little patch of grass Mm -hmm. and there's like a draining system underneath that like it'll collect like in a bowl and you can like dump it out just goes into your neighbors yeah uh, we basically yeah we we hose it into um their patio (laughs) um so yeah so that's that's nice we're like let's just get this little fuck his own like backyard (laughs) set up or something yeah um which is nice and then it'll be like um hopefully more more uh um you know eco eco friendly yeah because yeah. then i'm not going through tons of pads and stuff we just have a more a, yeah. a better system right now yeah. so it's really cute oh maverick just my god i can't wait just... till you have a baby and you call him a little fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh so so much so much joy and so much worry yeah Aww. and it's and he's a dog yeah. Oh yeah. my god. Anyway, that was my that was my situation. I guess I have like an embarrassing thing. We don't have technically oh, a segment for just an embarrass. I guess a defuck, but it wasn't like I wasn't like a defuck toward anybody. Yeah. Or even myself necessarily. I guess more myself than anybody. But what about an o fuck. Um, yeah, an o fuck. That's <laughs> yeah, a good way to go. put it. Um, I was uh, on a flight last week and I <laughs> am in the middle seat because I'm living that life, you guys. <laughs> and it's glamorous. And I opened my laptop and I forgot um, oh God, is this porn? <laughs> what oh. <laughs> the most recent thing I was looking at online was. And it was I had a, an Adam and Eve page open with like a very graphic looking sex toy on it. And it was like pretty zoomed in. <laughs> And the people on either side of me for sure saw, and I just like immediately scrambled to X out, and that was like like minute twenty of like a two and a half hour flight, oh. and I was just like, okay, well, it's gonna be a long fucking flight. Strap in. Now we all know each other pretty well, so yeah, that was my um, oh fuck moment. Just a friendly reminder when you're on a plane uh, to think about what you were most recently looking at on yeah. a laptop before you open it up. Yeah. It's very different than a phone. You know, your very phone screen different. is pretty small compared to like a full laptop screen so oh yeah, yeah. it's a tv versus a movie <gasps> mm-hmm. theater mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, i didn't know it was on your computer oh yeah i thought it was on your phone <laughs> no my laptop. <laughs> my laptop zoomed in too that's yeah, why i love yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair, it, i want to know what it was don't hold out on us what kind of toy are you looking up well i mean it's like, like are you gonna tell them the patreon you, you can oh tell it on the patreon oh, that's sure. a good idea boom yeah. baby oh dude i have a big maverick the fuck moment that i'm gonna share on patreon because it is 
intense oh and i God. cannot share it publicly is it like the pig is thing? it worse it than... is worse than the one i what? told you how is that possible <laughs> i don't know but i will tell you guys on Patreon. wait worse than the other maverick thing yeah oh yeah really? i i think it's worse because i can't even get into it right there's now. only one way i think it could be worse yeah well you're probably thinking of crap <gasps> no I, I mean maybe not maybe not i'm thinking of something okay he and- he got he got involved in some activities that he was not supposed to <gasps> Oh my god. Okay. okay. Yeah. Oh god. All right. Uh, we need to uh, we need to wrap this up so we that wrap we it can wrap up with a quote. Yeah. <laughs> so like quote. I actually found this one. I like this one. The goal is to die with memories, not dreams. That's Unknown. a good one. Unknown. That's a I good one. I love that. Go out there and live your life and keep thinking about death. Really that's what that one. quote did for me uh, <laughs> Jesus. Oh my oh gosh. gosh. You guys want to plug where oh. you're at? Yeah, this oh, is yeah. next week, right? Um, I believe so. Seventeenth, the twenty fourth is oh, the air 24th. date. Oh, okay. Um, well, I mostly have local shows because I'm getting married uh, in the next couple weeks. But I will be headlining American Comedy Co. I always feel like that's a weird name to say American Comedy Co. Because we always say club, but yeah. that's technically what it's called, like short for company. Yeah, it's you're strange. doing another week in there already. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks. I feel like you were just there. <laughs> it was like a year ago. Was that a year ago? Yeah. I have no concept of time. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Thanks. I'll be headlining uh, American Comedy Company down in San Diego, July 25th through the 27th. So any uh, San Diego area helpsters, please come to that and go to KelseyCook.com for um, more tour dates. For more what? Tour dates. Tour dates. That's a very fun foreign accent that is not identifiable. Okay. Sorry. So this comes out on the 24th. I am in West Nyack, New York at Levity Live this weekend, the 28th through the 30th. Um, and you know, it's beautiful club in a beautiful mall. Um, that being said, it is, uh, somewhat isolated. It's 45 minutes outside the city. And, uh, the last time I did it, I, uh, was early on dating Kyle and tried to break up with him after. So please oh, yeah, come to those that. shows. Uh, some helpsters <laughs> came out last time, but just please come out. Cause I will need you there. Emotional uh, support. Emotional support. And then, uh, I'll be in New York, um, July 1st through the 4th. Um, Kyle and I have a wedding that weekend but I'll probably be doing shows around town if you just keep an eye on my Instagram and then um, I will be headlining the Des Moines Funny Bone uh, July 18th through 20th amazing yeah. um i'll be around i'll be drawing dicks i'll be ah. uh doing some creative consulting with you guys which i have absolutely been loving um a little update on that is i've decided that i'm going to build an online course eventually it's going to be probably a few month process um so basically i'm offering one-on-one consultations for now um that might change into more of like group consulting so if you want i mean I'm not trying to be like, get me now. But like, if you want one-on-one time with me, now's the time to do it. But I will be offering um, group stuff going forward. So I've I've been loving that. And I'm going to start giving you guys shout outs um, on the pod because you guys are doing cool nice. shit. Yeah. You yeah. should do it with um, Shay if she's interested because she was saying that she wants to become like self-employed. Oh, yeah. very oh. true. Hit me up. Um, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm so excited. You guys are doing all kinds of cool different stuff. I'm going to gather my thoughts for next episode and actually give you guys some proper shout outs. So uh, I've been loving that. So thanks for awesome. giving me that opportunity. 
And uh, if you haven't subscribed to the show already on iTunes, make sure you do. Please take a second, give us a five-star rating and review. That's like one of the easiest ways you can help our show. And just tell a friend. Spread the word. We want to just keep growing. So, yeah. 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 We love you guys. guys. Love you. Bye. You guys, we love you so much. Thank you for supporting Self Helpless. You can follow us on social media, on Instagram and Facebook, at Self Helpless Podcast. And you can visit selfhelplesspodcast.com for all things Self Helpless. Learn about Patreon and how to sign up. Our merch is there. Information about our Facebook group and how to join. All the episodes you can listen to are on there. A little bit about the show. Our individual sites are linked there. And our contact information, email, and P.O. box if you want to send us some love letters. And you can follow us individually as well. I am at Delaney Fisher on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And DelaneyFisher.com where you can watch my docu-comedy special, Love at First Cousin, for free. And then DicksByDelaney.com if you want to buy some dick mugs. Sweet. I'm at Kelsey Cook Comedy on Instagram, at Kelsey Cook on Twitter, KelseyCook.com for all tour dates and merch. And my album, Savor It, is still available to buy on iTunes. And you can watch Wrists of Fury, my foosball web series that has an episode of Taylor and Delaney uh, on the All Things Comedy YouTube channel. I am at Taylor Tomlinson on Twitter and Instagram and ttomcomedy.com for my Netflix special and all live tour dates. Sweet. We love you guys. So much. Yeah. Bye. 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 Bye.